0: Hi, this is T. This is Joey. And Quana Welcome to Views from the Chicks, a music podcast where we discuss music as it pertains to everyday life.
1: Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. I am T, and I'm here with...
0: And I'm Joey, and I'm here with... And I'm Kwana and we are all here.
1: Yay! Hi, ladies. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Joey, how are you?
2: I'm really good. And why are we good?
1: We're great because (laughs) we have two very special guests with us. We have the group Heritage here with us. We have Jenna Luca Gibbons and Hannah Egan. Hi, guys. Hi. How how are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Feeling Good. Feeling good. It's a beautiful yeah. Sunday
3: afternoon, and uh, can't can't complain.
1: That's great. It's beautiful here in New York as well. Yeah. Like the sun is out. After a week of horrible weather.
4: Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been <laughs> Lots of rain. Wrong. Lots of rain. Yeah.
1: Where are you guys currently located? In
0: California.
3: Yeah, we're Riverside, California right now.
2: Aren't you guys <laughs> lucky? Good weather. I know. <laughs> you, I you love You probably,
3: probably use some rain though. You all want to send some of that rain over. Here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry. We got yeah. you. No <laughs> you can have all the
0: rain. You can
1: have all of it. Oh, all of it. Welcome. Yes, yes, yes. But so the reason why we guys have have them on the show today cuz we want to give our listeners a little insight on their music cuz they're both very very talented and they're from Bermuda. Yeah. So, yes, which is a beautiful thing. A uh, couple of us are West Indian ourselves. I'm from St. Kitts, and then my
2: family's from Dominica.
3: All
4: right. Island things. <laughs>
1: yes, big things, big things, big
3: yes, things, big
1: So <laughs> <laughs> why well, <I'll>
3: go
1: on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you both can introduce yourself and give the audience a little bit insight who you are.
3: Okay. Well, um, I'm Jean luc Gibbons, as you also lovely said. Um uh, Bermuda from Bermuda, uh, but uh traveled traveled a lot growing up. Um parents were missionaries. So
1: oh that's amazing. Yeah,
3: I lived in Cameroon Africa and Jamaica and Spain and Bermuda and the States, wow. moved a lot. Um and really that moving allowed me to learn different languages, um but also allowed me to experience a lot of different cultures and music. So um when it when it comes to creating music and where I am now, you know, all that experience has really helped develop my um my interest in sound and what we use in it and and really even like in the name heritage, really finding the heritage of um, a place or a culture or people and combining that in the art. So um, yeah, I uh, studied, studied music. I studied, uh, did a master's in business. And um, now I'm just full time in music because uh, the journey of life has brought me to where I need to be. And that's just doing music full time.
2: So,
3: <laughs> it's kind of, wow. it's kind of a quick intro to me. Um, and I uh, play saxophone, bass, Sing and uh yeah, I've been doing music since I was about eight years old or younger and um don't plan on stopping any soon.
1: You grew up um with music, so it was inevitable that you were have this full circle moment. Yeah, most
3: definitely. Um it keeps me sane, helps me express myself better, you know. I think all in all just makes me a nicer person, so <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just like music. <laughs> yes, we love music too. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't blame you. And Hannah, can you tell us a little about
4: yourself? Sure. So I'm Hannah Egan, um, Bermudian as well, A. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of grew up with um, theater, dance, and music as well. I knew at six years old that I was going to be a performer. And um, so I joined everything I could. And at 19 years old, um, I left Bermuda to go on a world tour um with Clef Jean, and then um, as a choreographer, and I was teaching his artist and things stage movement and stage presence. Oh, wow. And then I moved on to teaching myself guitar, um writing songs with Clef for artists, and then eventually writing songs for myself, and um, creating an EP. John Luca had a song in two thousand and fifteen that he wanted me to sing. And I clicked so well with the band as we performed this song. So I kind of just moved to California and joined the band as well. And um, this is where we are now. So it's pretty amazing. So we both kind of just had that full circle moment because I started off in dance. I started off in music. I'm sorry. I played the piano and then uh, went to dance and theater and then full full circle back to music. Um, So I play guitar and piano and we both sing, songwrite um, all of our music.
1: So. Yes, and you both have beautiful voices, mm-hmm. I must say that. Uh, thank thank you. You. So it's a great combination. Thank so you. So being from Bermuda, it's just, you know, an island person myself. It's small. The mm-hmm. islands are small, mm-hmm. but can be very big. Did you guys know each other beforehand? Yes.
3: went to the same church. Um, our, our our moms were actually friends before we were born.
2: Wow. Um,
3: yeah, but i'd say we probably met me like 12 or thirteen, fourteen, just attending the same church yeah um didn't i think more like hi bye you know like oh you go to church hi you know, you know that nervous <laughs> church boy is like
2: hi bye Don't
3: don't don't believe that crazy
1: <laughs> have you broken out of that nervous church boy <laughs>
3: it d- depends what mooch is in
4: <laughs> you're painting me to be vicious isn't it <laughs>
3: hey, making people nervous i don't know <laughs>
4: okay. okay
1: okay was it scary making that leap of faith from leaving where you were to
4: go to california what for me it was it was it was terrifying um yeah, man. Like leaving the island period was was a big leap of faith Um, and to be grounded in in our religion and our in our um faith. That's what keeps me going. So, um, yes, to answer your question. Yes, it was a terrifying leap of faith.
3: For me, it was a little different. Um, Like I said, I, my parents are missionaries. So we were always traveling, always moving. Yeah. The first yeah. time I was on a plane, I was one 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 year old, one years old. I guess at the time of my life I was addicted addicted to traveling. Like if I got if I was in a country for more than like three or four years, I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta do kind something dumb. else. You know. And I had just come from Spain when I came, I, I came to college in the States in 2010. And I was in Spain for three years before. So I hit that three-year mm-hmm. mark, and I was like, all right, time to leave high school and let's 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 go somewhere else, you know? But I guess for me the big leap was after college. In 2015, I graduated Definitely. with my degree in music. And um I moved to LA for unpaid internship in um, entertainment PR, and I had like no house, I had no money. It oh my pretty, god! It was it was pretty crazy. Um, Did you know and, people up here? Um, yeah, there was a lady from Bermuda who lived out here, and um, I I, I, I stayed at her house three nights out of the week, and then the other nights I just kind of juggled between friends and. Stuff like that yeah um, but it was it was an adventure
4: it's scary yeah and that's that's what that's what I was talking about like the leap of faith because when I got here he was in that internship and um oh. so <laughs> first of all what did I come to and how are we gonna get through this yeah so um I definitely joined the couch surfing uh
3: but she, she had family journey. out here which is, it was very beneficial yeah, that, yeah so when she came out okay. here she actually had a um she had her aunt. She had two aunts that were out here, mm-hmm. so um, that really helped the transition become smoother. Yes. Um, because I, I don't mind roughing it. You know, I'm that type of guy. Like, you know, if it's an adventure, then sign me up. But I was like, if Hannah's moving down here, she don't need to adopt that same exact lifestyle. So <laughs> um, I don't think her mom was with it either. So luckily, yeah. she had family out here. So he had can... to
4: promise my mom, "I'll take care of
3: her." Yeah. Yeah.
0: I
4: was about to say. Did your
1: moms talk to yeah. each other? Like, make sure you have my daughter, because don't have her get into no confusion over there. Mama shared them. She's an there. island
3: girl, you know. So either way, she's she's gonna be cool.
1: Yeah, as island people know how to
4: be, uh, we know how to be resourceful. So
3: yes. we make it happen. Yes, <laughs>
4: that.
3: yeah,
4: it's been a journey though, but definitely, definitely a great and growing journey. The yeah. progress has been so dire. Like the the upscale's been crazy.
3: Yeah, Th- thankfully we're not couchsurfing at the moment. So. Okay. We're,
0: um... Hey, that's how you know you
4: made the right
3: choice.
0: You've got to stay faithful. When you first got to L.A., um, like you just said, it was a leap of faith. You weren't really sure what was happening. You were, you know, like, oh, man, you don't really want to struggle. But, you know, you want to get into the music industry and make it happen. So did you have a mentor or someone maybe within the music industry that helped, helped you navigate um, when you moved from the island?
4: Yeah, um, y Claude John stays in contact with me? Oh, nice. So he's always, um, you know, throwing his—I wouldn't say two cents—but he's always throwing his uh, mentorship my way, our way. Yes. When I first got here, he was just like, "Stay focused in the music." I know that you probably have to get a nine to five. I know that you, you know, you're bouncing around, but just stay faithful to the music. Write your experiences, and just, you know, say hello to your emotions, and then put them on paper. When you do that, it it definitely helps through the moment, and it helps you persevere. So that was powerful for me, and it got me through that those moments where I, you know, didn't really know what to do. I was working in a um, in a children's gymnastics center. Um, teaching children and I was just like wow did I move here to do this but you kind of have to do what you have to do sometimes so yeah Yeah. writing it down putting it to music got me through it that's good advice and having someone with such clout be a supporter
1: of yours it's even more affirmation to let you know that you're doing the right thing
4: right it's a it's a blessing man took some chances and throwing my headshot In his face when he came to Bermuda. Um, Mm, Yes,
0: I I was. I was wondering, like, how did you meet him?
4: Um, In Bermuda, I was working in a spa at a hotel, and um, there was a Bermuda Jazz Festival happening, and Alicia Keys, John Legend, and Wyclef John came to perform. So I gave my headshot and resume as they all came in for their spa treatments before the show. Wow!
0: (laughs) And nice. um, (laughs) You know what? Seize the opportunity.
4: Yeah, I got fired. It was definitely worth it because Wyckle John's tour manager gave me a call and was like hey um we want to audition you in new york mm. um so i had the audacity to ask my job if i can have my job back when i get back i'm just going up for audition i don't know how it's gonna go but from that they were like peace out check you later no you can't come back wow um so <laughs> i took that chance went up to new york and performed in the nokia theater mm. and it was really wicked man that's on youtube if you want to go look at it it's my first performance right. with
0: Okay, yes, we had to check that out. Absolutely. We did not
4: see that. Yeah, it was a fun moment. Um, and then from there on I would just I was choreographing for him, acting as Shakira, and developing as a artist and performing artist. So that's that's great. That's what no. that happened. And he's still a mentor now, so to both of us. So it's just a blessing to have someone so profound in the music industry believe in you and give you tips here and uh-huh. there to keep you going.
0: Nice. That is dope. Like yeah. seizing the opportunity, even if it's like, man, people might not like this or I might get in some sort of trouble, but you know what? It's like, I need to go for it because when is the next time that Alicia Keys, Y. Clef John, and John Legend will all be in the same spot together? Like, exactly. When would that ever happen again?
4: 10 years old. I went home, type up a list of everything I've done in Bermuda, put a Screenshot of my headshot next to it, yeah, and just gave it to him. Wow, he was like, "I respect your hustle."
0: I mean, you can only be like, exactly. you know what? I just I respect it all the way. Yeah, man. Gianluca, you let us know that you were starting a band during your first year of college. How was it keeping up with your classes and working with the band? Like, was that difficult?
3: It was. It was. It was a challenge. Yeah. You know, in Bermuda for um, about four or five years living there, my parents always had me in extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. You know, so after class, I would go from class either to karate, to debate, to art class, to volunteering, to jazz band, to whatever it was. I was, you know, the school play. So I was very used to being busy. I, I started playing saxophone at eight, but it was by ear. I wasn't really classically trained. And I was in a conservatory and they had like big band and stuff like that. My reading wasn't that strong and I wasn't playing as much music as I wanted to. And like the upperclassmen were getting all the school gigs. And I was like, man, this is some foolishness. We're going to yeah. start a band <laughs> and we're going to get gigs. Because that's why we came to California, because we want a gig." a group of guys in a dorm room. And we said, OK, let's do it. And we started the band and it was busy but um it was like my extracurricular it was my um it was my baby in a sense and i was studying music and business at the same time so what was really good about the band is whatever i learned in business or music i was able to then test out exactly in a real world scenario and it really gave me a very steep learning curve in both business and music it was busy but um i wouldn't have changed it you know by 2014 we had got this gig um, at the House of Blues. This company was doing a competition and they had a Warner Brothers representative there. And uh, we had never played in LA. The bass player found the gig on Craigslist. And, and I was like, man, you lying, bro. Ain't no Warner Brothers guy gonna be there. He's like, bro, he's still on Craigslist. I was like, that is not a reliable source. But, you know- but we took the risk and we went there and we actually won the competition. Nice. It was amazing. And back back then we had no singer, right? Because even though I sing now, I had some vocal damage. I got vocal surgery, you know? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to sing. So it was it was like a pop fusion band, right? Like we were doing pop covers, but it was just like funk fusion. And nobody was singing. We was going to get singers, rappers and stuff. And we won. And we got invited to Warner Brothers and had like a, a artist development meeting and stuff like that. Learned to grip of stuff there. And it really encouraged us and that following summer, this was the hardest though. Um, For me, I was in my last year, last two quarters of college, Mm -hmm. um, finishing a major and a minor while trying to plan an international tour for the whole band to Bermuda that summer. Wow. And we're all based in LA. So though I'm from Bermuda, I still had to fly everybody to Bermuda. And Mm -hmm. you know, so we were raising money, GoFundMe, um, creating flyers. And we needed a singer. That's when we reached out to Hannah. I was like, yo Hannah, uh, are you gonna be in Bermuda this summer? Having the band coming out and be like to feature you as a vocalist. And um that last year was extremely difficult because I mean you're trying to finish your classes, you're trying to graduate. And then even after that, we went to the tour, we did a group of shows, it was great, and I came back, but I had no job because all my attention yeah. <laughs> was gotcha. on the tour. Yeah. And that's how I got that unpaid internship. It was it was hard, yeah. but it was what was needed.
1: And I think that should be a source of inspiration to others who are fearful of taking that leap of faith and thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have a job after Mm -hmm. college. But just it's okay to pursue that dream. It's okay to pursue that passion because what's meant to be will align accordingly. And what's
4: beautiful about John Luca is his ability to put his experience from school and business and his business savvy mindset, his entrepreneurship mindset, and apply it to what we're doing now. So all of his failures in college with business and music and how he tried to implement what he was doing with the band from things he learned. Now he knows how to do it uh-huh. with experience from failure and experience from success to apply it now. So now it's kind of bulletproof and it's pretty amazing to see him imply all that he's learned into what we're doing right now. So it's a blessing to have that in there like that.
3: And it's beautiful because I mean, both Han and I have taken massive chances at a young age, right? Yeah. When she, went, when she, went, when she right. first handed out her headshot, she was 18, right? So she, by the time she came here, she had about seven years of experience of touring, working in artist mm-hmm. development, having played with people like Carlos Santana, DJ Khaled, Y-Clap John. but having been in these circles and understand what it takes to maintain your skill set, to maintain your art, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And right. one thing I would encourage as listeners, I mean, is, you know, start taking chances at 16 and 17, because yes, moving to L.A., I don't know how old I was. It's like, what, 24? I think 24. Moving we to LA, with no job, six-month internship, that's not paying. Doubt does sound scary, but if you spent the last five years grinding in school and building something that you not only believe in, but you've actually, like, proven and yeah. you've tried, then taking that sort mm-hmm. of risk doesn't feel like such a risk because you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, don't worry, man. Like, this is not the first time I've tried something from the ground up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, in college, I tried startups. I, raised money. I lost money. Yeah. I had partners. I lost partners. The band went from like four to six to seven people to three people to two people. You see what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. you're used to it. It's a part of your culture of life. And that's entertainment mm-hmm. or any anything, entrepreneurship or anything that doesn't have security. Nothing really has security it. but you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. once you start young, you build up that armor, that resistance. Yeah. And then you draw people like Hannah, myself, similar to yourself. You come together, and it just you know, you know, it works. It works. you trust God. <laughs> it you works. Use your skill set, and it works. That's it. Yeah.
2: All right. So let's talk about your single, "Those Red Lips." So I do want to talk yes. about the Arbon Foundation and your partnership with them in terms of confidence. So let's talk about the single and why partnering up with Arbonne Found- Foundation was so important to you guys.
4: So the single is called "Red Lips." Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of wrote this song together in a spout of uh, writer's block. It was an inspirationless moment. So uh-huh. what John luc and I did, we just uh, went on YouTube, looked at some beats and was like, just write anything. Just li- literally write anything, whatever comes to mind. We kind of came up with red lips and whatever we wrote in that moment, we just recorded and that was it. But it meant something because so many people walk around and are on in Instagram with this armor on, this facade, this mask of red lips. And I, there's nothing wrong with lipstick. I love a red lip, let me tell you. But the song is talking about confidence within and without. Does fear not exist with those red lips? Are you only so powerful with the red lips? Or can you take them off and be just as powerful? So the the hashtag that we've come up with is... Um, confidence with and without the hashtag those red lips.
3: Yeah. And what was really cool about red lips is uh, it was a step in a different direction for Hannah and I. So if you go back and see some of the older music, it it doesn't sound like what it is, what red lips is, you know, but that's because we hadn't found our sound. I mean, you're exploring and we took Mm -hmm. uh, almost a year hiatus from doing live shows the year of 2017, really, where Hannah and I just and Kevin, we just sat around and just pushed away at stuff. We come together, we work separately, boom, boom, boom. And then Hannah and I just started writing. And this was probably like in October. Yep. And that's where Red Lips came out of. And in the year 2017, we had the hiatus. I was really, I dove, Um, I quit my job at the top of 2017. Um, I got actually got a paying job in um digital marketing. <laughs> and I worked there for wow. about a year. And then um I quit. I was like, okay, enough of this. I want to do music. And I went into motivational speaking. And in doing that I'm, i I got a mentor um lovely lady Christy Drailing, and she's an author um speaker um does a lo- lot of amazing things and she mentored me through that moment when I really quit my job put me in contact with um some speakers and I sp- I spoke in Mexico I spoke at a women's conference um all sorts of things around and it was really good but she was a um one of the top people working in Arbon and when we did this red lip this red lip single I was like, okay, um, we have the song, but we need to prove that we can work in a corporate circle with our music. You know, sometimes it's a difficult place for Mm. musicians to really um, combine, you know, corporate mindset with the creative aspect of their music. And I was like, you know, Red Lips is symbolism. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful message. Let's try to align ourselves with a brand that like, you know, resonates on that same vibe. So I did some research on Arbonne and it was perfect um mm-hmm. their charitable foundation focused on building confidence inside and out in the youth and teenage girls and teenage boys and they had a new launch of red lips coming out and i was like oh this is too perfect Wow. so i ran up by hannah and she was like yo let's let's reach out to them. so i reached out to my mentor she liked the idea and she took a chance of me to connect me with her company and um and we launched hashtag those red lips
2: and hashtag change wow. starts with me yeah I love it. Even watching like the even watching the video clip, um, when you guys spoke to so many different people, it was very inspiring to see everyone's take on confidence and how it affects them, and just people of different backgrounds, yeah. different walks of life. Like, it's just so great to just witness that and just really mm-hmm. listen. Like, wow!
4: And with the hashtag #ThoseRedLips, what we're doing now is continuing the campaign and um, really pushing people to make a video on YouTube or on Instagram and say what makes them confident on the inside and out. If and listeners
3: want to get involved, they just have to go to htgmusic.com. So all the instructions are there. And the goal is to really flood social media with people, not just posting pictures of them looking bomb, but yo, you can look bomb. But yeah. tell us what makes you confident on the inside and not why you do it. And I now. feel
1: like we should do it. The chicks, beautiful chicks, we should yeah. do. you be part of the challenge. You'll yo. be so wicked. And
3: send and send us your address. We'll send you some red, some red lipstick.
1: Yeah. Oh Ooh, yes. Okay. We'll do that.
4: We got you. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna awesome. do a video. And we- the R Barn lipstick feels so good on the lips. I'm telling you,
0: that's like just such a great match. You know what I mean? Like like when things just link up just so correctly. Yeah. The timing is incredible incredible. Um, they were just
4: so open and the, the synergy that we had in talking and brainstorming with them in their office. It was just, and are, it was a click moment. And they're a like, dope company.
3: They're yeah. fun people. Like They, they are fun. they are down for good things. <laughs> and like we did a backyard summer tour where we just threw red lips parties in people's backyard. So we give away red lipstick, have people talk about confidence, and then just have barbecues and live music in their backyard and we did that we'll go to a speaking event and someone's birthday was that weekend or like somebody saw Mm -hmm. us at a show we did a couple of people's from the um the actual the Arbon company yeah it was pure Um word of mouth
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's dope that's dope you guys mentioned before that your sound changed over time so like what were you guys listening to at that time that kind of motivated you guys and how would you compare sound from before to what it is now
3: Mm -hmm.
2: man that's That's a really um,
4: intricate question.
3: Hmm. This is what I'd say. We actually stopped focusing so much on listening to songs Mm. because we had, Mm -hmm. I think that was one of our issues was um, because we're so into music, we just heard so much, Mm. you know, like Hannah's covered all sorts of music dance to it. For me and the band, we were constantly analyzing songs to flip them to do pop fusion covers of them, (laughs) you know? And then you have like the dance hall and stuff we grew up with, like we, you know, we had a shot at that with summertime again. I was like, well, yeah. you know, like it was, it was cool, but like it was a little it too. It wasn't us. It was too true to that genre for it to be us. You see what I'm saying? I hear you. It was, you. it was too island, you know, and like, <laughs> you're islanders, you know, but well, you know, we come from a very broad background, so. Yeah. Mm. So it was more like
4: Don't get me wrong, I love a little dance hole, but I like to dance to it, and not sing it. Yeah as much. Can't wind up to everything. Right.
2: <laughs> I love how you guys did the spin on the chronic song. I can. That's one of my favorite chronic songs as long She's as amazing. Oh my god, so good, so good. I love loneliness as well. So I thought you guys did a great job at doing that.
3: Thank you. And the thing is like we don't not that we don't want to do island music. Just summertime again wasn't the type of island that we needed to be doing. Right.
4: exactly. You know, you listen nice.
3: to guys like like chronics. Or Dam- Damien Marley, Damian Marley. Yeah. I mean, like, like Damien Marley is almost like hip hop, reggae.
4: Conscious, like um, it's more conscious.
3: You know, and I guess I got a perfect answer. <laughs> because we had that island and like soulful vibe in us, mm-hmm. we would get instrumentals that weren't specifically island soul and then allow the lyric and the metal- melody to drive the essence of that soul and reggae, mm-hmm. while sonically it, it could be more. That's what kind of got us to, But like, once the album comes out, even like in Red Lips, you hear it. It's a mixture of things, yeah. you know, like New Orleans
4: soul, jazz, mm. pop, electronic. It's yeah. it's everything, really.
1: Yeah, like I would consider it world music because everyone exactly. can take something from it.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think these days, like genres, you know how people before it's like specific genre, it's like everyone assumes that you listen to this kind of music because you may look a certain way or act a certain way. But genres these days like don't really exist. It's like, yeah, it's going for exactly. all industries. Peel and appeal in making Get Out. Like it was comedic. It was thriller. It was... Mm-hmm mystery
4: it was everything but it's what he felt you know and it comes across as very authentic because you're not trying to be one specific thing yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
3: and for us it was discovering our own color palette because like i mean there's so many color palettes out there for music yeah. but one time it was like okay this is my color palette and i'm like okay this is my color palette uh-huh. how do our colors blend once we figure that out we can do anything and it'll always sound like us we've begun to understand how to use our color palette mm-hmm. so that year mm-hmm. was really for us more so to discover that and once we understood that color palette, then we just applied whatever genre we felt best fit that mood. But at least we know that the anchor is there, so you can listen to like seven songs in a row and be like, okay, they're touching on many different genres, but they all sound the same. You know, it's
4: the heritage sound that's yeah. been brought to the forefront
3: yeah. of our creativity.
0: Dope. Yes, you guys briefly mentioned um, your album. So, do you have a date set for when you would like to release, or are you still in the works?
3: No date.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <There's> no <laughs> it's not date, but the, <laughs> no it's the top of the new year. Okay.
3: I'll say within the first three to four months, you know? Okay.
4: Oh, exciting. Yeah. Oh, my
3: goodness, exciting. The cool thing is that that's not the next thing that's coming out. We've ah. still got. Ooh, we've okay. Still, we still got some things for y'all before yeah. that happens.
4: Some lead-ups, yeah. some lead-ups.
1: Hold on, before we get into that, can you guys both introduce your current single? Because we would like to play it on the episode. Yes.
3: Oh, well, <clears throat> well, just a quick thing. It was produced by Tommy D. Tommy mm. D is a phenomenal phenomenal producer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked with uh, Prince, Tupac, Paul McCartney. Celine um, Dion. The list goes on. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. And he's really cool, very eclectic, because, I mean, from Celine Dion to Paul McCartney to Prince of Tupac, it's very... <laughs> broad span Wide of spectrum. genres yeah. so he has a beautiful yes. palette for music mm-hmm. and he really helps us bring it to life so i just want to give tommy a shout out because he's a great guy mm-hmm.
4: big up tommy so to introduce red lips my name is hannah agin
3: this is jean luc gibbon
4: we are heritage
3: and you are listening to
4: view from the chicks and this is our single red lips she's so strong she's
3: so glamorous Confident in her red lips. Oh, she's so strong with her red lips.
4: Grab a, grab girl in her red lips. Oh, she said those with those red lips. Those red lips and those red lips. Those red lips and those red lips. Those red lips and those red lips. Those red lips those red lips. The spirit not exists with those red lips.
3: What are the secrets of her red lips?
4: Can she tell the truth in those red lips?
3: Are you still you without those red lips? Those red lips and
4: those red lips Those red lips and those red lips Those red lips and those red lips Those red lips, those red lips. Those, red lips those red lips Purse the lips, she's that me for the shot Curse the hips, can't fit the clothes model models got Jeans got a body looking eight. Infinitely getting better, she been popping out the lion's gate Red lips on Chucks her arm, comfy, dicks up a girl are on the way. Red lip kisses cause she knows she can't stay. Wipe off the old and reapply. Uh. New layers of red in a simple sleigh. Old glam is new glam and new glam is new fam. It's something women with red
1: lip- Yeah. And that was Red Lips by Heritage. Yes, I I have one quick question for Hannah. Are those your Red Lips? Oh, when
4: I'm singing, yes. But in the beginning, when the video... the girls putting on the lipstick. No, that's our friend um, Anna. No,
1: I wanted to give you a shout out because I have a gap and respect looks the gap. So beautiful and
4: it
3: respect looks
1: great. The gap. And Joey has a gap too. I feel like a lot of people don't see the beauty in it, and it is beautiful. So shout out for Big gap uh, yeah, ladies. That's, that was definitely Anna's <laughs> gap. But that
3: was a yeah. I
1: love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. Back to what you guys are saying. You have some upcoming projects that you want to tell us about.
3: Okay. So this, this next song that we're dropping, which is very exciting, um, is Speak Life. We did a cover of Speak Life by Damian Marley. And mm. um, we really flipped the song. And the reason why we wanted to flip a Damian Molly song is because he's, he's a genius when it comes to music.
4: I think um, one of the best, one of the best lyricists. Oh my goodness, I can't even I can't even speak. Like his melodies and his lyrics are incredible. So and, respectable. And also
3: his tone, um when when I, when I grew up learning music, my mom my mom was a singer and um I would listen to her and she always would sing the type of songs that tell stories. And she had so much tone and emotion in her voice that even if she stayed in the range of like one octave, it would take you to the moon and back because of her expression. You know, and Damian Molly's the type of guy that has that vocal expression. And with Hannah and I, because we resonate with that soul aspect, there's so much soul in his voice. So being able to cover a song like that really helps us to explore that, but also um, participate in the soul of somebody else's song, Mm -hmm. you know, and and Speak Life really gave us that opportunity. And um, that's dropping soon. We don't have a specific date yet, but we have a music video for that um, that was shot. It should be within the next week or so, um, we'll, we'll let we'll let you know. Um, we got a dope music video for that. Um, the audio and stuff, so cool. Yeah, um, and we
4: fl- we flipped it into like a new age R and B type feel. So it's very, it has a sax cello in it. Like it's it's really like it's sexy. Honestly, like it's a it's a beautiful sound that we've yeah. um, created.
3: It captured the soul of Damian Marley's song but totally flipped the sonics. Yeah. So like you feel the same song, but it's a different mm. journey. Oh, that's
4: amazing.
1: I'm excited. Can't I can't wait. wait to listen. And so, yeah, that's,
3: that's, that's coming next, you know, and the part where the details get real uh, wispy is uh, we got some other collaborations and um, and things after that. So um, it's going to be some space between that. And that's why say the album, depending on what happens before, because we've got some cool stuff to also give, before the album kind of just takes center stage, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be it's gonna be stuff coming all the way up until the drop of the album. So there's gonna be no real gap in times. So we're gonna be sprinting towards it. So.
1: Oh, that's great! Dope. Yeah, you oh, gotta yeah. sprint to the oh, finish yeah. line. Yeah, so we're excited. So yeah, keep us posted, and we'll you know we'll definitely uh, try to promote that as well on our platform. Of so. course, yes. Yes. Uh, so before we uh, wrap up, I had one quick question. So being from the islands, you know, Joey and myself, do you guys plan on taking your campaign to other islands? Definitely.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this campaign actually through Arbonne um, has been put out to their audiences in England, to um, New Zealand, um, the States and some other territories as well. So um, we did a big campaign in Bermuda where we toured nine different schools in the winter. And then oh, we're taking that same concept, bringing it to Southern California. And then through our bond, it's hitting an even larger international audience. Yeah. So um, this movement is very much global. We're from an island. We're from Bermuda and Bermuda always gets that love from, from, from the bottom up. But um, that love is, is leaking everywhere. You know, it's it's going everywhere. Yeah. And that's the exciting thing about it because, um, we're starting from Bermuda with Bermuda but every but the world in the sense is experiencing it as well because it's also for them and being given to them.
4: Yeah. Okay, that's great. So we'll be doing school tours here as well and hopefully expanding to different islands and things like that. No,
1: I think that's beautiful for you guys to even use your platform. I feel like the island, you know, island people, we don't get enough love or I don't feel like there's a lot of nurturing that goes on within that community as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a beautiful thing that you guys are helping, you know, young people embrace their confidence and self-love because I don't I don't feel like we get that a lot. So I want to say kudos to you guys for using your platform to do so.
2: Well, Bless up. No, it's a blessing. To the do island, it. Had, the
3: island, brought us this far. You know, it's given us love from young, giving us newspaper articles and mentors and stuff like that. So, yeah. so to to come to an international platform and not make that a focus, um, I think would be untrue to our our our, our own journeys. You know, right,
1: right. Before we wrap up, Quana has like some really fun questions to ask you so that the audience can get to know you on a different level.
0: And I have four questions so you both can answer as you wish. So the first question is, what song instantly turns your mood from sour to happy? Hmm.
2: Mine is Happy by Destiny's Child. I love that song! Listen, I sang that song at my family reunion like... 10, 15 years ago, I sang that song with my sister. I love that
4: song. I love that song. And as soon as it comes on, there are harmonies in the beginning and the beat just gets you going. So that feels good to me. I like that one. That's a great pick.
3: <laughs> uh, for me, is um, like, I, I don't drink that much coffee. And when I started doing the internship, you know, like you really sit a lot in front of a computer <laughs> in AC. So I get really sleepy. And before I would drink coffee, there was a song called Do It by Tuxedo, which is really like fun and vibey. That was kind of like my my musical coffee, like their whole album.
2: Musical
0: coffee, I like
1: that. You know? Oh, yeah. We got to coin that one.
0: No, those are yeah. great answers. Dope, dope. All right. Question number two. If you could see an artist live, like someone who you've always wanted to see live, and they could be dead or alive, anybody, who would you want to see?
4: I would have to say Nina Simone. Ooh.
0: no doubt about it
4: no doubt she's my number one inspiration her tone her live performance how she dives into the story of what she's actually singing about she can flip any song and make it her own no performance is the same depending on how she feels that day you're gonna get that i love 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 nina simone revolutionary yes amazing did you see her
1: documentary did yes, you- I did. I cried like a baby. Me too. Oh my gosh! Ugh, it was so. Yeah. I know. I didn't know she was going through so much.
4: Yes, but that that movie though that they did with her, um, <laughs> with Zoe Zoe Saldana. Oh Lord! Why did why did they do that to her? They they ruined this woman's career. Like you can't play Nina Simone, and you don't even have a ton of what you don't have. That don't don't disrespect Nina like that. <laughs> now they need someone
1: else. They need someone exactly. else.
4: Whoever casted yeah. that needs to be in trouble.
0: Black. People. And I mean, we spoke <laughs> about that on a previous episode, and we were all in agree- agreement with that. I would have just turned it down. If someone would have came to me and said, exactly. "We want you to play Nina Simone." I would have been like, "What? No."
2: Exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. And then you already know but, you don't look Nina like Simone's her. But Nina Simone's
0: music just, was about her look. She talked about her skin. She talked about her nose. She yeah. talked about her hair. So, I do not understand how you could cast someone who didn't like go yes. through that sort of, you know, who has the same look or could relate to her in that way. It just didn't it just didn't make sense. And the makeup, like the prosthetics that they had to put on her, like if you have
4: to yeah. do all that, it's
2: not for you, man. Like there's so yeah. many beautiful black artists who could have done that. Exactly. There's a handful of actresses I could exactly. pick out legit right now. So I just don't know why they felt the pressure or the need to go that route. And no disrespect to her because she's an amazing she's actress, but like, yeah. it wasn't for her. But
4: that's my that's my thing. I would I would see Nina. I think for
3: <laughs> me, I would want to go to a concert. I know I know you said one, but I'm gonna just take liberties here. Um, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to a concert where like it was. Maybe headlining Ray Charles Oof. and and like James Brown and Little Richard, like at the start of their career, wow. were, were opening up for him. Dang. I think
4: that's epic.
3: You know, because I mean, <laughs> wow. they were they were in that same era where that could have happened. You know, because age-wise and separation, like where Ray Charles was headlining, and you had Little Richard. You know, and James Brown, like in the first year of their career, opening up for him.
4: You just came like, up with like the perfect one. What like that's sick.
3: And I say that because I feel all of them had like subtle genius to all what they did. Like they weren't over the top. They um they didn't do too much. They just had like this lane that they were in. They had and they their thing. Destroyed it. Yeah. You know, in the most beautiful yeah. way. So that's what I would want to experience. They just resonated that's, this yeah. individuality that was like eccentric. Edgy, questionable, but acceptable all at the same time, you know. Right. <laughs> I, I just love, mm-hmm.
2: love
0: it. Crazy. Yes. Good answers. So question number three is if you had a personal theme song that played in the background as you were going about your day, what song would that be and why? Dang.
4: That one's gonna be a thinker.
0: Um, There's so many songs. I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is what I would say. Um <laughs> Uh, I I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor, a missionary, that sort of thing. There was a song that I started learning when I was like 14 um, by Richard Smallwood and it's Jesus the center of my joy. I played on the saxophone. It's meant for vocal, but um, like Grant, I always learned melodies by listening to the vocals and trying to like replicate the vocals of my saxophone. So it really allowed Mm -hmm. me to really dive into my own sound. And that song has really grown with me. Like it's defined the increase of my skill, the increase of my freedom, and also my life. Like life has not been easy. Traveling a lot, moving around a lot, taking chances not easy. But that concept where Jesus is the center of your yeah. joy, where emotion, happiness, sadness, all that sort of stuff is temporary and it fluctuates, joy is an over-existing like reality. I always feel joy. So I would definitely say like, that's my, that's like my theme song, it keeps me smiling. That's my joy, you know? So. That's
4: perfect, perfect um, answer. Yeah. Yo, honestly, can I just agree with him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's very, very, very true. I honestly can't think of a song because um, not that I'm like such a mood swinger, but it depends on how I feel when I wake up. Yeah. You know, but that's that's the one song that is very consistent in how we go about our everyday
0: mm. life. Yeah. yeah.
3: Just joy. Okay. Happiness, love, peace, like just uh, tranquility yeah. you know, yeah. at all times, yeah. no matter what happens. Yeah. You stay in one place.
4: Okay, perfect. I can add to it. Okay. I can add to it. There's this song that I wrote. um, It's called You Must Believe Me. And it's a song just about a love that you see in someone that's so pure and so innocent and so beautiful. Um, And we meet so many great people. God has blessed us, honestly, with meeting so many great people that have come into our business lives and personal um, and just really uh, exuding that that purity in love and just appreciation for another human being.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so that's, that's a song I wrote called you must believe me. And that's, that's all it is. It's just great human connection and um, believing in the the purity of love that is. Nice. Great job on the answers. <laughs> yes, yes.
2: Very good job. And you guys had a great explanations, too. I love it. Yay.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show with us today. It was an absolute pleasure. You guys did a great job and we learned so much about you and you made me think about certain aspects in my life that I need to take risks on, too.
2: You inspired yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah,
1: same. Yes, but yeah. before you go, can you guys let us, um, let listeners know where they can find your music and your social
4: media handles?
2: Sure. sure.
3: Um,
4: so the first off, our website is www.htgmusic.com. And if you want to be a part of the Red Lips movement, that is htgmusic.com backslash those red lips.
3: Yeah, and on Instagram is at htgmusic um, Twitter there's a at HCG Heritage because somebody else decided to take HCG music. Yeah, but I ain't gonna throw no shade on them. Um, and, and yeah, now there's, there's something interesting about our band name. There's a backwards R, okay? Yes, yes
1: there is. Mm-hmm. And
3: if you want to find anything right away for us, just go on Google and type in Heritage, but make sure the R is backwards. And to get the backwards R, all you have to do is go into Google and type in reverse R symbol, right? You mm-hmm. find that, uh-huh. you can copy it and paste it, and then boom, it goes there. Right,
4: heritage yeah. <laughs> Or
3: what I usually do when I'm in a rush writing an email, I'll just type in httmusic.com and copy and paste heritage from the website. But you that backwards R, is on, it's, you just type it in, and it usually links up with most fonts yeah oh, so, so, so
4: we're, cool. we're we're sticking with this backwards r because okay. sooner or later because this new exists into then google is going to put a backwards r available just for heritage okay <laughs> there
3: you go and then apple <laughs> and microsoft and Dell, they're all going to follow yeah. suit <laughs> the keyboard it's going to include R as a new letter in the English language that's reversed. Thank so. you.
4: Cause bootylicious is now in the dictionary. So yeah, backwards so. R's are okay. available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Anything okay. is possible. Yeah. To yes. okay. yes, exactly. <laughs> is Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh!
1: Yes. It's so good
4: okay. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. You but yes, but
3: follow us, please. Yeah. You know that's listening, follow us. Holla, yes. let us? Let follow, us know follow,
0: follow, I mean, definitely. Send
4: us your address so that we can send you those red lipsticks, and then you can make your videos. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I,
3: I, and we'll we'll send you another prize too. And I can tell you what it is. We're gonna send you guys something special. Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I like surprises. <laughs> yes,
0: me too. I'm ready. Having you guys on the podcast. Well, thank, thank you so guys, much. thank
3: you for Heritage. Us. Thank you.
0: Well, it's been T. It's been Jelly. And it's been Kwana.
1: And it's been V's from the Chicks. And we out. Peace. Out.
3: Bye-bye.
0: Bye.